Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I'm excited to speak to you today and um, very simple message. This is very simple. Uh, this is the summer of wisdom. Can you say, praise God? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need it. <laughs> you need some wisdom. And uh, I, I, I want to just talk to you just a little bit, talk to you about this thing called wisdom. Um, we all need it. Uh, I, I want to just remind you, we're walking through some times that none of us have ever walked through before. It's perilous. It's uh, divisive. Our culture is fracturing. Probably because it helps. I'm not going to blame everything on social media, but it does help. It helps the divide by tribalism. You can always find... We can't even disagree anymore. Have you noticed that? Because you can always find somebody to agree with you. No matter what, no matter where, what you think or what you believe, you can always find some. It's caused the division even further. So we're walking through this, and then you throw a pandemic on top of that. We're walking through some very difficult times. You know, there are people, even in the church world, even in churches, and maybe even in our own church, they get mad if you wear masks, they get mad if you don't. Vaccine or don't vaccine. I mean, you just name the division, Republican or Democrat, a racial injustice that we've seen in our nation, and then you throw a pandemic on top of that. We are walking through some perilous times. Can I get an amen? Are you, are you feeling me? And so we're walking through it, and wisdom is going to be something you're really going to need as we walk through these days. We've made decisions, and even, even as a church with Pastor Don, directional team, sitting in a, making decisions of going, what's the wisest thing to do? I don't know that we always get it right, but we're, that's the intent of our heart. And so I want to take you real quick to 2 Timothy uh, 1, verse 7, before we get into uh, the words of Solomon. And I just want to remind you of this. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. I'll put it on the screen for you. Remember, if it's underlined, I just want you to say it out loud with me. For God has not given us a, a spirit of fear. So if you've got fear and anxiousness and worry and anxiety coming on right now, just go, wait a minute, I may be looking at things with the wrong eyes. I'll quote Pastor Jim LaFoon, who was just with us a few weeks ago. He said, you can't look through your firstborn eyes. You got to look at the world through your born again eyes. You got to look through different set of eyes. And so the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. Do you think this surprised heaven what we're walking through? I like what someone once said. He said, nothing comes to you that doesn't first pass through the hand of God. So if you're walking through something, you go, oh, God. And he goes, you will never hear God say, I know. He's, he's quite secure. Nothing comes to you that doesn't first pass through his hand. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Everybody say power. 
Oh, that's a good word. We like that word. Pastor Don was just praying it. Just, I heard him. I, we were, I could hear him outside in the hallway. He was praying, Holy Spirit. Then that's the word, dunamis, power, Holy Spirit led, directed. How many of you know we need the Holy Spirit right now? Like we've never needed him before. Not just to show up inside of our church, but to walk with us as we go through this day. We need the Holy Spirit. I love that. He'll lead you, guide you, direct you. He'll, he'll talk to you. He'll warn you. He'll encourage you. The Holy Spirit. And that's not all that he says, though. Not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love. Oh, if we ever needed love. Oh, no, that's not what we have today. That's not, that's not the, per, the pervasive attribute of our culture is that love. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's, 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 it's hate. It's pride. It's ego. I want to be right. If anybody ought to be lo- showing love now, not just to those who believe what you believe, but those who don't believe what you believe. The real test of love is not do I love Heidi. The real test of love is do I love my enemy, the one who might curse me. Are y'all, are y'all tracking with me today? Because love, it, I call that the motivator. What's the motivator? Is it really love? And then he goes, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but I've given you the Holy Spirit. I've given you the love of Christ that you would look at the law. Lost people act like lost people. Have you ever noticed that? Don't forget you are a lost people. And you found Jesus and, and, and loving them, trying to reach them. I, I have the answer to the culture's problems. It is the gospel of Jesus to take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh And we're to be his ambassadors of that love to that world. Instead, sometimes we like to gather together and just love each other. Am I at the right church? I just want to make sure. All right. Watch the love. And and then I love this. And then he says, and a, a sound mind. What would that be? That would be called instruction or wisdom. There are times that you don't know what to do. There are times when you go, Lord, what should I do? I don't hear anything. What should I do? I should operate under wisdom and a sound mind. Not out of fear. I shouldn't shouldn't respond out of fear, but I should respond out of a sound. I call this the the three-chord strand that's not easily broken. If your motivation is right, if you're seeking the direction of the Holy Spirit, and if he ain't speaking then I'm going to follow wisdom. What does wisdom say to me? And we have the privilege of God, he's so awesome to us. He puts it in a book. The wisest man who ever lived. And he's going to write the axioms that he's going to leave his children and for his, his children. And we get to watch it happen. Don't forget who Solomon is. Remember, Solomon is the son of probably the most famous and the bestest king of all of Israel, David, the giant killer, a man of great reputation and fame. I don't know about you, but how many of you, your daddy was a pretty, pretty big deal. It'd be tough to follow David to be the king. Wouldn't it? It'd be tough to be, 
man, my daddy's David. He is loved by this entire nation. The first one that brought the whole kingdom together. I mean, he is obviously a fantastic leader. A man, a fighter has led our, our people into battle and they have been victorious. He slayed a giant and he's killed other giants or a part of that. And you go, now I've got to follow him. Man, the footsteps that he'd have to follow in. And so we're actually going to get to peer into Solomon as the young man who's getting ready to take over the kingdom for his father's sake. His father's going to lay hands on him and speak a blessing over his life. Let's look at the prayer found in 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning at verse 7, that this young Solomon getting ready to take over for his famous daddy. Let's look at his prayer. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father. But I am like a little child. Compared to my daddy, I, I'm, I'm, do you see the humility already? Oh, Lord, please give us a, a fresh dose of humility. It's missing. Lord, Lord I, I'm just a little child compared to my father who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Give me an, oh, would you just pray that, Lord? Give me an understanding heart. Would you just give me an understanding heart? He's not really asking for wisdom. And he says, I need it so I can govern your people well. I can know the difference between right and wrong and i would add i can know the difference between good and god i can know i can i can understand for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours in verse 10 the lord was pleased that solomon had asked for wisdom i say ask i don't i don't know i i my first taste of, of I'm, I'm from texas so is heidi uh, our first, this is not our first Louisiana experience. We were on the West Bank first many years ago. Any of y'all ever been to the West Bank? I mean, they talk like that. You know, they, they're calling well, yeah. I mean, that's a, and, and that's what, they don't say ask. They say ask, which is cool. I'm cool with it. But I, I just, Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. I just wanted to say it both ways in case you say it that way. You knew exactly what I was saying. He asked for it. And so God replied, watch what God does. Young people, listen, listen, listen. If you're, if you're a teenager here, listen. Lean in just for a second. Lord, I'm just asking for wisdom. Watch what God says. Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and, and have not asked for a long life or wealth. Or the death of your enemies. I will give you what you ask for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one has ever had or ever will have. And I will also give you what you did not ask for. I will give you riches and fame. Come on, somebody. How many of you would like to have riches? Okay, thank you. There's one honest person. The rest of you are lying through your teeth. You, you, how many would like more money? Just raise your hand. Okay, all right. I finally knew Iberia. Pastor Don, are you preaching the truth here? <laughs> no, you want it. You, you would take it, right? If somebody was here, here it is. If God was blessing you with it. 
And he says, no, because, and how many of you have ever seen, we were talking about last night, it was my son's bachelor party, they were talking about people that won the lottery, and somebody was throwing out statistics from the back of the van saying, 75% of those who win the lottery are broke within three years. What's the problem? The wisdom. And he said, so I, I just went to, you want wisdom? It's wisdom. Along with it comes things, blessings come with it, with the wisdom. You want the wisdom. And so he asked for it, and God gave it to him and said, because you didn't ask for wealth, and you didn't ask for popularity or fame. I'm going to give you both of those with them, because you asked correctly. No other king in all the world will be compared to you. And for the rest of your life, and if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands, as your father David did, I will also give you a long life. Thank you, Solomon. So the humility, the right, wrong, wise, unwise, good or God, he got the riches and the fame. And so I, we get to look into what he says. That's cool. He, he's going to speak to us. And, and you probably have heard Pastor Jacob, I think, and if you haven't, you'll hear him next week. He, he's going he's to tell you, there's always four ways to learn, and Solomon's going to teach that. And I just want to remind you, if he's already told you. And, and here's what Solomon would say to you. There's four ways to learn. One is by instruction. And, and Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 says, pay close attention, my child, to your father's wise words, and never forget your mother's instructions and all the parents said. For their insight will bring you success, adorning you with grace-filled thoughts and giving you reins to guide your decisions. What an easy way to learn, to get wisdom, is by listening to instruction. Let me give you the second thing Solomon says about ways to learn wisdom. You can also get it by correction. Proverbs 12 and 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. And number three, how about this, a rebuke. If, if, if instruction doesn't work, if correction doesn't work, and if you're a mom and dad here, like Heidi and I, we've had to use both, then a rebuke. Proverbs 9, 8, 9, do, do not rebuke mockers or they'll hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Or how about this? Number four, here's the least favorite way to learn. And you better say amen. It's to learn wisdom by experience. Oh, it's the consequences of a fool. In fact, this is Mark well that God doesn't miss a move you make. He's aware of every step you take. That should be a song. Somebody should write a song. Every move you make, every step you take. Some of you will get that later. The shadow of your sin will overtake you and find yourself stumbling all over yourself in the dark. Death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decisions trap you in a dead end. Young people, there's a reason why your mom and dad are so wise and they give you instructions because they were once so foolish and learned by consequences. They just don't like to tell you that story. They just got the scars on them. That's why they're just trying to keep you from making the same mistake. Can I get an amen, parents? And so you, you, this is the four ways that you learn wisdom. 
So can I break it down and get real, real simple with you? Where do you find it? Wisdom. Where do you get it? Where, where, where can it be found? How do you get it? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you where to find it and how to access it. That's my goal today. Where to find wisdom and how to access wisdom. Okay, let's begin. Where do you find wisdom? Let me give you number one. I'll give you three thoughts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. Now, let's, let's break that down. Let's talk about it. Of course, we know that Proverbs 9 and 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the, it's the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end of wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let's read it out of the Passion Translation, which is a paraphrase. It says, the starting point, and I love that, the starting point for acquiring wisdom is to be consumed with awe as you worship Yahweh. To receive the revelation of the Holy One, you must come to the one who has living understanding. And here's a classic definition. Pastor Paul probably has taught you this throughout the years, that the fear of the Lord is to be in reverence and in awe. That's probably true. But there's, it goes just a step further. Right, let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever been to some place that really, like some place in nature that just blew your socks off? Yeah, like you think about it. I want you to just picture it in your mind. Where was that? Just shout it out at me. Grand Canyon. Been there, yeah. Where? Yosemite. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And you, do you ever remember going up, seeing that, and you go, oh. <laughs> Oh, come on, God, you're just showing off now. I mean, this is phenomenal. This is, this is amazing. We, uh, Heidi and I have a couple of favorite places uh, that we're able to go and visit because we have a friend who has some property there, and he's like, y'all go whenever you want to go. One of them is called the Lost Coast of California, and it's on top of a cliff, and there's, there's the ocean is just right there. And you can sit there, and there's this big rock formation. It's probably about the size of this church, just out maybe a quarter of a mile. And as the waves come in, that formation, the waves hit that rock, and it just goes. And you sit there, and you start watching that. And you start daydreaming. And you feel like, God, you're awesome. You're amazing. Have you ever been to the Redwood Forest? Have you ever walked through the Redwood Forest and you just see these massive trees? It's almost, it's like a cathedral. It's like you're walking into a holy place. And you just go, ah. Oh. That should cause me to bow a little bit that it would bring me the reverence and awe should bring me to a place that just kind of bows and goes your way is better I'm just gonna 
trust your way. You didn't get to the reverence and awe if you didn't get to the, your way is better. No, let me say it again because I don't think you got it. You didn't get to the reverence and awe until you got to the, I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. You didn't get to the reverence and awe unless in your heart you're just going, I am yours. I belong to you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. You didn't, you, you, if, if you didn't get there, you just kind of got, this is cool. Have you ever been there in worship? If you didn't get to the reverence and awe, and, you, and if you didn't get to the, I belong to you and I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. Your way is better. Can I get an amen? Because I'm not sure you're tracking with me. Do you believe that his way is better? Look at me right here. His way is harder. It is harder, isn't it? It's harder. Oh, I got some stories running in my mind, but if I told you, Heidi would kill me after, oh, how many of y'all want me to do it anyway? No, better not. I am, I'm editing right now in my head. Right now, should I tell? How many men think I should go ahead and tell it? You know what, men, meet me after service. I'll tell you after service. It, it, it ought to, it ought to, I've, I've, I've done, uh, you want wisdom? Do you want to be wise? There's a starting point. It's the starting point, and you can't skip over the starting point. If you're not at the beginning of it, you're never going to take the end of it. If you don't start at the beginning, it was, you're amazing, an awesome God we serve. I can't believe you created the heavens at the lost coast, the redwood forest, uh, what did y'all say? Y'all said the, uh, the Grand Canyon. You, oh, the, the creativity of our God. Just look around the room, we don't look alike. Isn't it amazing, the creativity of our God? We live in South Louisiana. Have you ever been anywhere else? There ain't no place like this place. Have you ever noticed that? I ain't from here, but we got here as soon as we could. I talked to a young man the other day on the phone, and, 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 and he's looking for a place, and possible this might be a landing. Our Savior's church might be some place for him in the future. And I was like, have you ever been to South Louisiana? He goes, no. I said, it's like, it's like you're on a missions trip. It's like another country. I said, but it is awesome. Best people in the world. That's the truth. The, the, the best food in the world. Oh my, to the awe. Oh, if you don't get to the, I'll do whatever you would want. What a big God. You're amazing. I'm yours. I'll submit. I, I, I'm yours. He would talk about this. My ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways. Everybody say the ways. Yeah, yeah. Don't get, don't get, don't get so focused on the wheel. 
Right? Lord, what is your will? Don't get so focused on the will that you miss his ways. Because if you'll just follow his ways, you're on a head-on collision for his will. Are y'all tracking with me today? Come on, give the Lord praise. You can do better than that. What is the will of the Lord? No, what are the ways of the Lord? What is his ways? I want to know his ways. And if I follow his ways, and they're harder, but they're, but they're better. His ways are better. So uh, where, do I, where do I find this wisdom? It begins with, it begins at the beginning. The reverence and awe of an amazing God. Can we just take 20 seconds? Father, we just praise you and magnify you. There is no one like you. The love, the incredible grace and mercy you have for us. We see your creation and it shouts to who you are. Father, there's a, you're a magnificent, you've not given us fear. Oh, Father, but love, power, and sound mind. What a God that would even create the heavens and the earth and send his own son, Jesus, to die, to forgive us of everything we've ever done, to make us right before you. What a God. Thank you, Lord. It's the beginning. It's just the beginning. Let me give you number two real quick. Where do I find it? You find it in his word. It's in his word. It's there. And I'm not talking just about Proverbs. You'll find lots of wisdom in Proverbs. The wisest man who ever lived. I think you ought to listen in and maybe see what he has to say. If you're not reading the Bible, Proverbs is a great place to begin. But I, I just, in fact, let me show you what the word says about the word. What the word says about itself. Hebrews chapter 4 and 12. This is New King James. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful. What does that mean? Living. I, I like to describe it this way. How, how many of you have ever had this happen to you? Sometimes you can read the Bible and a verse means something to you in one season, but then it says something else to you in another season. It's like it changes what it means to you and to your heart, even though it may be the very same verse you read at another season a long time ago. It means it just knows where you're at and it's talking to you where you're at. It's living. It's not just a book with words on it. No, it's living and active and powerful. That book. So when you go to it, I do, I have those days too. Well, especially some days I just open up and read it. I don't even, I, what'd you get out of it? Oh, yeah, phew. I know, sometimes that happens to me too. I was just like, boo, I did it. Check. Oh, but there's those other days when you're going, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Man, I just need wisdom. I need the Holy Spirit. I need something. And you read it and just go, oh, there it is. Whoo, there it is. Watch this. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It, it, it pierces even to the division of your soul and your spirit. It means, it means let's, let's go ahead and divide because sometimes what my soul wants and what the spirit wants are two different things. Joints and marrow, discerner of thoughts and even the intentions of our heart. Do you want wisdom? Do you want to be wise? 
There's a beginning. I submit to the ways of the Lord. There's the words where it's at. I got to get in it so I can receive from it. It can talk to me. It's living. It's active. It's powerful. It'll speak to me. It'll give me the wisdom. It'll even divide It'll even divide my soul and my spirit. It'll even divide and and judge the intentions of my heart. So when you're going, baby, I've been praying about a bass boat. What you think? I don't know. Maybe you got to get in the word a little bit. That's a joke, by the way. I I hope you get a bass boat. If you do, take me fishing with you because I'm not getting one because I talked to the Lord and he said no. I'm not selfish. Like you. No, I'm teasing. That's a joke. That's a joke, y'all. Watch, watch what, let me read out the Passion Translation. Listen to this. Hebrews 4 and 12. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. It's like a two-mouth sword. It even penetrates the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. And it interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our heart. Wow. I don't really have time. I, I have never, I've asked God for two things recently. I just, it just came out of my mouth. Like I norm, I can't remember the last time. I mean, either it's, if it's, I'll ask the Lord for stuff for others, but I don't ever ask for me. And I was praying one day, and I've probably told y'all this already. That's okay. If, if I did, just, just humor me. Act like you've never heard this before. Okay? Lord, I want a tractor. Can I have a tractor? Okay, fast forward. I got a tractor. I got a big tractor. A John Deere tractor. A green. Heidi said, don't bring no orange tractor up in here. It's green. Greener, go home. I said, all right, baby. So I found one. AC. Got an AC cab on it. Oh, yeah. Big one. Arr. I've never owned a tractor. Ever. Paul, you own a tractor? Have you ever owned a tractor? I mean, my testosterone level has gone way up. <laughs> it's 115 horsepower, Matt Caprito. I see you up there. That's a good, that's a good size, huh? 15-foot bush hog in the back. Bat wing. Okay, I've never owned a tractor in my life. Look at me. I have no idea what I'm doing. But our grass is, looks nice. I have to call people all the time. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? I, I'm getting discipled right now by other men who have tractors. I am seeking wisdom. Watch this. But we had to, I had to really pray about that. Lord, should it judge the intent of my heart? I, I, I don't want to purchase something that would cause us not to be able to do something else that we need to do. He cares. He cares. He knows the desires of your heart. I, I was willing to submit to whichever way it went. I'm glad it went that way. Every time I'm on it now, 
I'm up in that cab. It's 99 degrees outside, y'all. You're out there going, I ain't doing that grass. Oh, I'm doing grass. <laughs> I just turned my AC up to medium. I ain't even got it up to high yet. And I'm just going, thank you, Jesus. You are so good, so God. And I, I do the front end loader up and down. I've never even done anything with the front end loader because I don't know what to do with it. I just make it go up and down. I know what you're thinking. What a waste. Oh, what an extravagant God we've got that would even just waste it on me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what. Let me, let me give you number three where his wisdom is. This is where you can find it. It's found in his people. I'm, I'm just looking around the room. Could you imagine the wisdom that is in this room? I, I know some of you learn by instruction. Some of you learn by correction. And then we even have some in the room for many, 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 many years. You learn by the consequences and experience but it's still wisdom you can tell us what not to do anybody in here say i may not be able to tell you what to do but i can sure tell you what not to do okay come on there's a, there's a few what it's in his people the wisdom that is in this room listen you don't you may not be the smartest man in the room but if you've got access to relationships, to people, then you've got wisdom that's surrounding you that you can walk up to and you can, you can access that wisdom. You're going to need people in your life because there's somebody got more wisdom in an area than you do. I'm looking at some of our gray hairs around here, which I are one. It's usually a sign, the scripture tells us, of wisdom. Some of you have gray hair, but you go down to the parlor and get something put on it so it ain't gray no more. Raise your hand. <laughs> Heidi, raise your hand. <laughs> when are we going to let it go, baby? When? Not for a long time. All right. I got a feeling Heidi's going to be 90 years old with jet black hair. I got a feeling. I, my life, I promise you, whatever, he's not giving you a spirit of fear, but whatever you're fearful or anxious about right now, somebody in this room has some wisdom for you. So we walk into the church every Sunday. And still carry the same burden that we walked in with, fear, anxious, and anxiety. And we walk out with the same fear, anxious, and anxiety. Then we came in. We lifted our hands for a little while. Heard a good message. And, oh, that was so good. Pastor Eugene, you're so funny. That was so good. I just lifted my spirits just for a moment. And so now let me go ahead and put my burden back on. Because i got to go on back out there this week. I'm talking. Is that true? It's true. And then, so, so you go, okay, where's this wisdom at, Pastor Eugene? Well, it's the beginning of it. The starting point is the fear of the Lord. I, I, I'm going to live his way. Is it harder? But is it better? 
Yeah, the result of it is better. It's easy to go to hell. Easiest thing in the world to do. It's easy to shack up with your girlfriend and not make the commitment. You just want the benefits, but you don't want the responsibility. His word. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get anything. We'll try tomorrow. I don't remember every meal I've ever eaten either. But they obviously did some good. And then it's in his people. How do you, how do you access it? Okay, I know where it's at. How do I get it? How, how do I access How do I unlock that door? So, this is so deep. It's so deep. You ready? You ask for it. You just ask. Ask. Have you asked? How do I get it? You just ask. In fact, James, James, you talk about Solomon being the son of David. Now you got James, the brother of Jesus. <laughs> you're talking about tough to follow in his foot. James doesn't even believe Jesus is who he says he is until after the resurrection. How many of you know? How many of you? How many of y'all have a brother? Raise your hand if you got a brother. How many of y'all, if he told you he was the Messiah, you'd have a hard time believing it? <laughs> Until he rose from the dead, right? So that's James. We've got to give him a pass. And then James is the one who's going to say to us, look what James is going to tell us. Listen, he's going to say, I'm, I'm reading out of the Passion, I believe. And if anyone longs to be wise, anybody here long? To be wise, you can be young and be wise. You, you don't have to get gray to be wise. If anyone longs to be wise, ask. Ask God for wisdom and he, what? Oh, he's going to give it to you. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he'll overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Can you give God all the praise? Thank you, Jesus. Here's the question, though. Keyboard player, please. That means I'm closing. Watch this. Here's the question I want to ask you. If, if you access it, by asking, what's keeping you from asking? If you're struggling in your marriage because you need wisdom, oh, I had a rare thing happened last night that may not happen to most men. I don't know. Maybe it does. I was the driver for my son's bachelor party. Not that they needed a driver. We're all, they were all brothers, men of God. I, I just drove so we could all ride in the same car so we didn't have to take three cars to where we we're going. We got a big party bus. 
with no party in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just, so we could ride together. We went to a boxing match last night. That was fun. Um, and I, 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 you're doing awesome, bro. Uh, and I asked, some of the guys, some of the young guys with my son are getting, they're married. And I was like, can y'all give William some wisdom? And of course, they're going like, past you, I've only been married like a year. And another was two years. The other one's, I, I don't 18 months or something. And I go, no, no, no. You're two years and you're 18 months and you're a year ahead of William. You got some wisdom. <laughs> you should have heard the wisdom they were giving him. Bruh, lower your expectations right now. <laughs> just serve her. Just serve her. Just trust me. Just serve her. Do you have a gym membership? There's going to be times you're going to be frustrated. You're going to need to go to the gym. You should have heard it. They just... We know what it was. Wisdom. You just ask. What would keep us from asking? You know the answer. Pride. I I, I don't want anybody to know. So even in a church family, we can sit and suffer in silence when there's wisdom to be accessed. But our pride leaves us where we are. We got to go back to that place, the starting point in the beginning. Do you know how many times Heidi's called on me? I'm calling Pastor Jacob. Pastor Jacob, y'all get over here. We mad. We walk up in. It's been a long time, baby. It has been a long time. I've been pretty good these last 42 hours. (laughs) Anyway, we sat down and. And he and Pastor Eugene, you're being selfish. You're right. Man of God, you gotta. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. You're right. I needed that. We were just with them two days ago. Can we speak something to y'all? Please. William's getting married. Can we share absolute wisdom, wisdom, wisdom? Lean in, not lean back. We walk out. They don't think any different. In fact, they think they love us even more. And you know what? There's been other times that they've allowed us to give them wisdom. What would keep us from that? Just pride. And so we suffer in silence. Father, forgive us for our pride. Forgive us. We need each other. We need wisdom. Comes from God, comes from His Word, but it also comes from His people. Wisdom. Let me give you this last thing. I want to pray this over you. This is the Apostle Paul saying, I keep asking. This is Paul over the Ephesians. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Then it's his will so that you may know the will of God. 
Lord, how are we going to get through this pandemic? I just need to know. No, I just, that you'll know him. You'll just know him because in him are all the things that you need. And I'm going to pray that over you, congregation. Would you just lift your hands to heaven? Father, we just say to you, I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to be a foolish man walking through the field of wisdom. And all I had to do was take the shovel and put it in the ground and push once. And maybe the wisdom that could have set me free from the very season that I'm in. And so, Father, I ask in the name of the Lord that we want to be like Solomon. We want to be wise and access, not only to, 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 to hear on this earth my brother's and my sister's wisdom. Father, not only to the word, but to the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation will rest upon this congregation so that we may know you better. And so, Father, hear our prayer today. We receive this word. Just tell him, I receive this word. I receive this word in Jesus' name. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to take just one more moment to give you the wisest thing you could ever do. You don't have to get all decisions right in life, because none of us will. But you got to get this one right. Who are you going to serve? All of us are going to serve something or somebody. Who is going to be your God? The biggest decision you'll ever make in your life. Jesus came on this earth. He lived a sinless life. He was perfect. He never sinned one time, not once. He always did what the Father wanted him to do. He did not sin. He didn't lie. He didn't cheat. He didn't steal. Even though the scripture tells us that he was tempted just like man, he was tempted but never gave in to it. And you go, well, that's great. And then he actually goes to a cross and dies as an innocent man, an innocent man with no blemish, no sin, to pay, to pay for the sins of the world. That means to pay for mine and to pay for yours. He gives his life on a cross. Why? Because this law, the law of God, the word of God, has to have justice. God is a God of justice. So sin has to be paid for. And Jesus did it for us. But he also rose again on the third day so we could rise again, so that we could have a brand new life, which means so that we could be forgiven of every sin we've ever committed. Jesus said it this way, you can't enter the kingdom, you can't see the kingdom of God until you've been born again. That's where you access that virtue, that cleansing by giving your life to Jesus, surrendering to him. It's the wisest thing to do. Maybe you're here and going, he could never forgive me. Oh, yes, he'll wipe it all away today. You just got to ask. How do I do it, Pastor? You? A, it's easy as ABC. Admit you're a sinner. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe that Christ came to be the penalty payer, to take your sin, your guilt, and your shame, and C, confess him as Lord and Savior. Today, you can do that. If that's you today, I want to pray for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one's looking for me. And you say, Pastor Eugene, I want that. I'm ready. I'm going to pray for you right now. Would you just hold your hand up high all over this building? I'm ready today to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. I see your hand. Thank you, ma'am. I see it. I see your hand on the back row. Thank you. I see your hand. Congregation, I want us to add our voice to theirs. We're going to pray this. Mean this from your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. 
I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go, and that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin to be born again. Let's declare this together. Now, God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God all the praise for that.